Snow White and the Eight Dwarves. My dwarves, my dwarves, come on, please gather around, all of you. Now, I have just learned that one of you eight dwarves has betrayed me. Now, I don't think it was you, Doc, nor you, Sleepy, Happy, or even Grumpy. I don't think you'd have the nerve to do it, Bashful. And you, Sneezy, you're too busy dealing with your allergies and dopey. Well, you're just not smart enough to be a stoolie, which leaves just one of you. Snitchy. No, 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 no. You've got it all wrong, Snow White. You ratted me out to the cops, so say goodbye, Snitchy. No, 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 no. All right now. The rest of you, get back to work. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. And you better whistle while you do it. Will not be presented at this time. Wake up, Sleepy. In order to bring you this special podcast. And you better show a better attitude, Grumpy. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. Clean. You're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. My pappy said, son, you're going to drive me to drinking if you don't stop driving that hot rod Lincoln. Well, this was the only hit for this group, but what a song. Uh, they, I think we played this at uh, my wedding, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Have you heard the story of the hot rod race with the Fords and Lincolns was setting the pace? That story is true, I'm here to say I was driving that Model A. The guy who fronted this band, George Frayne, has... Shuffled off this mortal coil, 77 years old, but perhaps you'd know him best as Commander Cody and his band, Commander Cody and his Lost Planet Airmen. You can really get lost, got safety tubes, but I ain't scared. The brakes are good, tires fair. This was the only real big song they had, but they they kind of were like the Eagles and Poco and groups like that that kind of toyed with uh, rock and roll and also country swing and. Uh, boogie woogie and all kinds of different kinds of genres. I'm a guy with a heart of gold, the ways of a gentleman. I've been told a kind of guy who would never harm a flea. And uh, from what I'm reading about uh, the group, they were kind of like uh, a lot of people's favorite band that nobody really paid much attention to. Yeah, I had no idea who sang this. Everybody knows the song. Yeah. I, I bet you'd be hard pressed to find. You know, one in a hundred people who knew who the heck sang it, because it's so catchy. Yeah, and I don't even think it's original. I think it was a hit for somebody else before them, but uh, this was the, the one that put them on the map a little bit. Oh, you're right. I just looked it up. The original song artist was Charlie Ryan. Oh, for heaven's sakes. You were that right. Charlie Ryan? You heard the story of the hot rod race that fatal day when the Ford and the Merker went out to play. Well, this is the inside story, and I'm here to say I was a kid that was a driving that Model A. So that happened. Um, oh, uh, you oh, remember? Wait, can I can I ask you a question? Is that this whole song is about a car? The whole I guess. thing's about a car. I'm looking at the lyrics. Yeah. They made a whole. <laughs> they made a whole song about a car, not about people, except for his dad, yeah. who said, of course, that. 
he's going to drive him to drinking. But the well, a lot of songs song have been written about cars. Not by any girls. There's probably not no, a single not girl. Any girls. Girls like to ride in cars, but Once in a while, you'll run into a chick who is really into cars. And I, uh, I was at this car show a couple years ago, and it struck me there was a lot of women that that really love cars as much as guys. They, they fix them. They, yeah. they're in their garage tinkering with them, putting new yeah. paint on them, and uh, so it's a. Mm. It's a big hobby, but you're right. It's mostly guys, I suppose, yeah. that love cars. But they have they have an actual relationship with their cars i mean i would assume that the chicks are doing it as like you said a hobby something creative maybe some something sort their of dad an, uh, taught some, them yeah to, something yeah. for an outlet but men have an actual uh relationship i remember yeah. my ex-husband mm-hmm. had a had a gto that was his he bought There's a another G- song yes. about a car exactly and he bought a GTO, and I couldn't. Bl- I wish he looked at me the way he looked at that car, <laughs> because he loved it, and he he would go out in the garage and touch it, and it's like, oh my god, really? And apparently, this was a car he had dreamt about ever since since he was a teenager. And then one day he had to sell it. Oh, this would be a good song. <laughs> one day he had to sell it, and. He broke down in tears, literally oh cried. Gosh, really? Wow. Yes. And I remember hugging him I and just sort of patting him. I remember that happened to me with a yo-yo I had to sell <laughs> one time. I remember sort of patting him on the back going, they're there, they're there, they're there. It's okay. <laughs> and you don't want to say anything like it's just a car. Oh, yeah. oh, God, no. Oh, no. 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 And what is the, by the way, what does there, there mean? I don't know. <laughs> There, it's because there. there's nothing yeah. else to say. Like, I guess, like I guess. you want to say you're being foolish. This is you want to say it's just a car, but you don't. You say they're there. Speaking of cars, remember the movie The Absent-Minded Professor? The one with Jerry Lewis, or the one with Eddie Murphy? No, no, oh, no. Oh, that no. was the, the nutty professor. professor. I'm thinking of. Freddie, uh, uh, Freddie. Fred McMurray. Uh, uh, Fred McMurray, yeah. yes. Uh, Fred, Fred McMurray was uh, was in that movie, uh, absent-minded professor. He developed uh, <laughs> a substance called flubber. Perhaps you remember it, Lisa. Oh, that's what the movie was about. Okay, yeah, yeah. I do remember and, that. And so his, he had this jalopy that's flying around because he stuck flubber in it. <laughs> And the only reason I bring the whole thing up is because 
a kid that was in that movie. I was in a whole bunch of Disney movies. He's also passed away. Tommy Tommy Kirk. Do you remember oh, him? No, I don't even know who that Se- is. Seventy. You'd recognize him in a minute. What was he in? He was. Uh, well, maybe most famously, as far as the Disney movies goes, he was the kid who had to shoot Old Yeller. Oh my God! Okay, well, no wonder I. I know I didn't watch that movie. There's you couldn't pay me enough money to watch that movie. <laughs> I don't know whether that was worse or uh, when Bambi's mom got shot. Oh, uh, God. Oh, that was really tough to watch. Yeah. And uh, kind of an unusual for a, for a Disney film. It didn't, you know, always well, had happy Well, apparently not. <laughs> apparently Disney just likes shooting things. Oh, yeller, oh, yeller, oh, Think about oh, all the Tommy. violence in Disney movies. Just because it's Disney doesn't make it all happy and... I'm not aware of uh, too much violence in Disney movies. Well, you got the you got the Lion King. I mean, I know Goofy kind of lost control once in a while, but (laughs) that's when he got drunk, you know, mostly with Goofy. Yeah. But Tommy Kirk had a had a a career that was going gangbusters. He was in Old Yeller, like I said. He was in. uh, I I I remember a, a series that was on the Mickey Mouse Club called the hardy boys and i had read all of the hardy boys books yeah and then tommy played the part of joe hardy a kid and tim considine played frank hardy and they were brothers and they solved mysteries and stuff like that Doubloons and pieces of eight handed down to Applegate from buccaneers who fought for years for gold doubloons and pieces of eight. Tommy was in that, then he was in Swiss Family Robinson, he was in Son of Flubber, he was in uh, The Shaggy Dog. Remember that? I movie? remember The Shaggy Dog, yeah. He was in all those, all those films. And, uh, and, but, uh, but he, uh, did something that you just couldn't do, especially back in the old days of Disney. And that is be a homosexual. Oh, yeah. And apparently he got caught having uh, oh. sex with uh, another cast member or somebody uh, somewhere on the back part of the of a movie set oh, or something. Dear. And it started, uh, you know, we just, uh, he just couldn't, uh, you know, Walt just couldn't take that. So Tommy pretty much was persona non grata at the Disney lot after that. He'd made some other movies, most of them not very good, but... So kind of a tragic life, but he was 79. He made it that far. Another guy, uh, Alan Coulter, passed away since we lasted a podcast. He was 78 years old. He was the announcer on the latter-day David Letterman show. Oh. And not just the announcer, but he would do a lot of shtick on there as well. He'd wear goofy costumes. He'd uh, do fake commercials and... He was really quite amusing. Just listen to what people like you are saying about liquid plumber foaming pipe snake. Mister, it's just unbelievable. Isn't it rich? Are we a pair? Me here at last on the ground and you in Isn't it rich? Isn't it queer? Losing my timing this late 
in my career. Where are the clowns? Quick send in the clowns. And don't bother. They're headed out the door. And finally, Jeez. I wanted to mention the name of Robert Schiffman, who died at the age of 86, and he developed products and processes. He didn't invent the microwave oven, but he came up with lots of products and ways to capitalize on the microwave. Because I think, you know, when, I can't remember when we got our first microwave yeah. when I was a kid, but we basically used it to heat up water and soup, and that was about mm -hmm. it. But he invented things like uh, microwavable popcorn and oatmeal, oh. and those frozen pot pies, and he had 28 patents. Nice. All wow. told. So, pr pretty prolific. Yeah. Does anybody know how to put my microwave together? I yelled while wandering the dance floor in the middle of the night. It was like a tornado in my bed. All I saw was hair and flesh, just a spinning blurry mess. And before I blacked out the You'll understand someday That was not a chick It was just me in a wig That was not a chick It was just me in a wig So there you go <sighs> Gotta get that right. bad news out of the way You know what? I've got a runny nose Ew. This has never happened on this <clears throat> podcast before I don't know what to do about Are it you... <laughs> Do you have this long sleeves shirt on? Because that no, it's short well, sleeve. Well, don't put it. a long sleeve well, shirt my... on, and that'll take care of it. I do have pants. Hang on, I'm gonna. Pants. Oh gosh. Is it? Oh, are you? Is it allergies or? Um, yeah. Do you have yeah, I think so. A cold. I haven't had a cold in two and a half years. Two. I haven't had a cold, and I can't remember the last time I had a cold. Can't remember. Well, my colds always develop with a sore throat to start with. And so I had one a couple of days ago and I thought, oh, hello, my familiar friend. I know where this is going. So you, but it didn't, you uh, didn't immediately think didn't COVID? Because really I mean, I feel like if I'm, if I get sick right now, I'm going to immediately go, I have COVID. I'm just going to go right there. That's how my pendulum swings, right to the dark side. Well, I, it's funny you'd say that. I don't feel very good these last few days. Don't and say so that's that. Where, that's where my mind goes. Is If I'm not here next you week, don't sound very, uh, it was COVID. You don't sound very concerned. You're not, you want to go get a test? I can wait. Well, we're ready to go get know, that test right now. I'll do it as soon as we're done. No, you won't. How about you that? won't. I know you guys don't do that. You, Patty had to probably drag you. Yeah, well, we might go get our third shot next week. Oh, that's right. You're eligible. Once again, I'm yeah. falling, I've fallen between the, the categories of eligibility. Because you're, you're over the age of, of 12, aren't you? Yes, but. I, th I thought little kids like you could get their shots now. <laughs> I have to wait eight months after, and I didn't get my... I had to wait for the first series, because I fell in between yeah. the things. Ours, uh, ours, we got ours back in January. Yeah, I, just, uh, I had to wait till May out, for so, my yeah. final one, so... So let's just assume we have COVID. I don't want to... Until we, I, until we find out don't otherwise. say that. You're probably not going to go to the hospital, because you've had I those know, two shots. I know, but so. here's the thing. I, I told you this before. I don't, I don't even want to get a little bit of COVID. Not even a teeny, eeny, weeny, tiny bit of it. I don't... Not, a weeny not bit? Not even a little. How, how, how about an incy, wincy bit? I just want 
I still just don't want to get, even people who have been vaccinated that have been sick say it's terrible. Even though you're not going to die, it's still something I don't. And then you have to deal with the long COVID, whatever that is, and what those, you know, symptoms or, or not symptoms, but uh, problems associated with having COVID can be for the long term. I don't want it. I don't want any of it. I want yeah. none of it. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Zero. I hear that. I hear that. So other than that, other than I'm that you have COVID, healthy. are you feeling I'm okay? I'm feeling healthy. I'm robust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, had yeah. some, uh, I had my f- I, firewood delivery yesterday and I... Is it just for looks or do you actually uh, make fires? <laughs> I make fires. But I, I really love, I love the process of having a giant pile of wood and I stack I stack it, you know, my property, I have to take a wheelbarrow out of the driveway and all the way over through the to the woodshed. But I like that process because it's mindless. I don't have to make decisions. It is. I don't have to think about anything. It's a project that requires zero brain power. Zero. If you're looking for that kind yeah. of process, might I recommend that you, when you're doing that work, listen to this <laughs> podcast. I never thought of that. You take well, zero... <laughs> Takes zero brain well, power. If that's what happens when I'm doing recording with you. That takes zero brain power too. Oh. So, but it's very satisfying. <laughs> and I got through. I worked two hours yesterday on it because he didn't come till lunchtime, and then I had stuff to do. And I went, all right, I'll spend the rest of the afternoon, a couple hours before cocktail hour, <laughs> get some of this done. I'm like, I'm sure I can make a pretty big dent. The pile didn't even go down. It didn't even look like it went down. I think- at all. I, I'm thinking you started cocktail hour during the woodwork. <laughs> I cut down trees, I skip and jump, I like to press wildflowers, I put on women's clothing and hang around in bars. He cuts down trees, he skips and jumps, he likes to press wildflowers. And I wanted to ask, I thought about you this week, because I have my little Halloween movie list that um, I like to in October, since we're in October, um, I like all these my favorite movies that I like like to watch. But you know, I it it seems to me that I've never had you tell me about any horror movies. You when you talk about films, you talk about what what kind horror? of movies? <laughs> oh, okay, all right. I thought you were talking about something else for a moment. Horror. Right. Go, go ahead. Horror. Yes. Or or I don't know how you say it. Horror. Horror. <laughs> Is it cocktail? You're just is it getting cocktail in deeper and deeper. I, I, I think you're well into it. So, I, I, it. But when you talk about films, I love that you talk about films that are old, and they're usually westerns, or they're black yeah. and white, or they're Very all gray. those kind of cool old films. Which there's some I do like, but. Have you, are there any, there was a thread on um, Twitter, somebody had put up a question, was there a, a horror horror film that destroyed you as a kid that just, you, and, and I couldn't believe the number of people who were saying, yeah, my dad let me watch The Exorcist when I was six. <laughs> and- oh my God, that was the... <laughs> That still might be the the most frightening movie. And you I saw ever it in the saw. theater. I mean, I'm an okay. adult, yeah, and, and I couldn't go oh, to sleep that night. Yeah, I was just it, petrified. Yeah, that to me crosses the line of uh, uh, it, it being a psychological thriller like that is a little too intense. Underfoot, underfoot, serpents and scorpions. 
Grant me your unworthy servant. I like the good old fashioned. You like slap because there's. I love the genres of you know. You've got slasher movies. You got zombie movies. You got like you said the psychological thrillers. You've got ghost movies. What's your, what's your, you got alien movies. Those are so many different genres. You've yeah. got vampire movies. I like sci-fi yeah, stuff. But you do- yeah. Well, I uh, I would say, uh, and, and I'm sorry, I can't remember which it was. It's either The Haunting or The Haunting oh, of yes. Hill House. Or, there, but one of those movies, I think Julie Harris was in one of them, and you never ever right. see anything in the movie. There's no monsters. There's no, you know, she's lying in bed at night in the dark, and and something brushes mm-hmm. against her hand, and the light comes on, and there's nothing. That to me is way right. far scarier than than these monstery movies where something jumps yeah. out at you. Uh, the idea that maybe she's imagining all of this, but it. I just remember that one. Really yeah, that was. was uh, you're right. That, that was, was Hill House, one. released in 1963, and uh, I don't think I've ever seen it. But it sounds creepy. It sounds. Hey, super you know what's creepy. wrong? God, it knows I'm here. As we're recording this today, Lisa, you know what's on. I don't know if you what? get this channel. Um, I love it. Turner Classic uh, Movies. I don't Ever have cable, that? so I don't. I don't have cable. Oh, poor thing. <laughs> I have enough to watch between you. Netflix and Apple TV and Amazon Prime, and I'm. You know what? I'm biting the bullet. I'm signing up for HBO Max next week because there's stuff I want to watch there. But anyway, what's on? It's on today as we're recording this, so it wouldn't do you any good anyway. But you must rent this movie. If you've never seen The Bad Seed. Yes, so that is a movie that my aunts made me watch when I was a little girl. They were babysitting me. I will never forget how terrified they made me watch that and The Birds, the Alfred Hitchcock. And I was, I don't know, nine, eight, seven, who knows how old. The Bad Seed was so good. And they did a remake of it, but the original black and white one is the best. Rhoda's a sweet, perfectly sound little girl. father, is she? Apparently it was based on a stage play. Uh, and uh, But the stage play ends differently than the movie. And I, I don't want to give away too much if you've never seen it before. But yeah. it ends so abruptly. It's just, it's like you're waiting for something to unfold yep. and then boom, it's over. And you, it's a shocking, yeah. sudden ending to the movie. It basically is about a uh, a little girl who's maybe, what would she yeah. be? Maybe 12, yeah. 11, 12 years old. Played by, played by Patty McCormick. she seems like just a sweetie, Patty McCormick, yeah. Who was Academy uh, oh, she a, was? Award nominated wow. for that role. And the, and the woman who played the mother was also Nancy nominated. Kelly. She was terrific. Yeah. Nancy Keller. So the the premise is that this is the <laughs> sweetest little girl. Everybody thinks she's just a dreamboat charmer, but in fact, yes, she's a cold so great. killer. <laughs> I'm gonna put really that great. on my Halloween really movie is. list. I'm and glad you brought that up. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's not technically, right. I guess, a horror movie. Yeah, but and it's I just it's just very well done. I remember it from a kid, but and and that's kind of where I'm at right now. I don't want things too. Sc- I can't do too scary. Mo- I can't. It can't be too scary anymore. I just I used to love extremely yeah. scary movies and I, I would watch them and and I'd have friends or I can't do it anymore. I just I don't know why. It just it bothers me so much. I can't get them out of my head. So this will be the perfect blend of yeah. 
sort of yeah yeah it's a good it's a good yes. story it's well acted and it's pretty preposterous anyway so when movies get super preposterous then they're not that scary but they're just good entertainment yeah right? but it's I so it's so amazing what she keeps doing the, and her mom kind of suspects something's happening she doesn't want to believe she doesn't that her daughter's like yeah. often people left and right but um yeah the yeah. little yeah i love that stuff as a kid i was especially drawn to that kind of material and i remember there was an alfred hitchcock uh episode it's called the magic shop did you ever see that one did i ever tell you about it i've never heard of it can't remember the name of the young actor who was in it but he's this kind of peculiar looking kid that also played uh in um, my one of my favorite movies to kill a mockingbird oh yes i always get up at four it's in my blood you see but daddy was a railroad man till he got rich. Now he flies airplanes. One of these days he's just gonna swoop down here and make him pick me up and take me for a ride. And uh, so he's he's this little kid that it's his birthday and his dad says, hey, let's go downtown. I wanna go to the magic shop. Oh. Well, I don't, I don't think there's a magic shop downtown. Yes, there is. So they, you know, they head downtown, and when they're crossing the street, the kid runs against the light. He's so excited to go to the magic shop, and a cop gives him a good tongue lashing, and the little kid is looking at this cop with just the most hateful eyes you can imagine. And uh, so then they go into the magic shop, and it's really creepy in there, and, and the proprietor says, here's something you might like, son, and it's a little... It's a little, like a voodoo doll of a policeman. And the kid sticks a big long hat pin into it. And then from way out in the street, you can hear, (laughs) So, So when they go outside, the cop is writhing around on the sidewalk uh, in mortal agony. And so yeah. it just goes from there. But the Wouldn't kid. Wouldn't that be nice if that were the kid? Yeah. The kid is just a creepy, creepy kid. It's uh, 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 Leslie he, Nielsen, Peggy McKay, John Megna. Is that him? But yeah, yes. I see the picture of him. Yeah, yes. you're right. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's got a mouthful of teeth. Yeah, he's he kinda, does. Yeah, he kinda, did. He played. Yeah. Uh, he played in uh, To Kill the Mark. But this Green. isn't a film. It's a. It's part. It was part of the anthology series about Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, they. It was a TV episode. That yeah, aired in yeah. 1964, so. Tony, you did that, didn't you? Tony, you set the fire, didn't you? That's a good one. And it reminded me of one with Billy Mummy. Do you remember him? I do remember Billy Mummy. That, what was, was he in? One. Oh, he was in Space. Um, yeah, Lost in Space. Lost in but Space. Was... Danger, Will Robinson, danger. But he was in a very famous Twilight Zone episode where if you got on the wrong side of him, he'd he'd send you out into the cornfield. <laughs> Do you remember that one? Yeah. And so everybody is terrified of the kid. When he sends you to the cornfield, you're dead. That's what when he sends you out there. You're like a scarecrow hanging yeah. out in the cornfield. So pretty soon everybody is, and I want to say Leslie Nielsen's in that one too, but he wasn't. But everybody's so obsequious to the kid because they're so afraid of him. And and they keep saying the same thing. That's that's good what you said there, son. That that's real good. Or, that's good what you done. That's real good what you done. Isn't that good what what he done, Mom? Yeah. Somebody sneak up behind him. Somebody end this now. What he's thinking about me? Would somebody take a lamp or a bottle or something and end this? You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. 
And you keep thinking bad thoughts about me. Wish it into the cornfield. Please, son, wish it into the cornfield, please. He was a bad man, so I turned him into a jack-in-the-box. A jack-in-the-box that still had his bad face. And you mustn't think bad thoughts about me either, or I'll do the same thing to you. <laughs> good what you've done to Dan. It's real good. It was swell. It was just swell. It was really good. It's a good scary one too. Yeah, I I like I like that. I do. I'm glad you brought this up because I do like the Evil Children movie. Like the Omen was, oh gosh, that Gregory Peck and and uh, Lee, what's her face? Such a frightening movie. And the Good Son with Macaulay Culkin. Do you remember that? That was a really good evil kid movie. Please, Henry, tell me everything. Everything. We love evil kid movies, I know. don't we? I do. Children, children of the corn. Yeah, that's God. why they're good and scary because you don't expect a kid yeah. to actually be capable of that's that right. kind of monstrosity. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> Creepy great. children. That's good. That'll get us started for yes, sure. Indeed. Hey, I was watching um, the uh, one of the talk shows here, and I think it was Stephen Colbert, and he had the uh, comedian actress Susie Essman on as a guest. Uh, do you know who that is? No, I've heard the name, but I don't know. She's on the... Anyway, she plays this character in it that's really foul-mouthed. Curb Your Enthusiasm. And, I've never seen that maybe, show. I have never seen that show. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. It's it's uh, it's like the same story being told over and over again. Just new ways that this character, Larry, manages to screw th- things up <laughs> with his relationships with other people. And I haven't seen many of the episodes, but one, I think, defines his character really well. It's when a friend of his dies, and he and he remembers that the friend has borrowed one of his favorite golf clubs. And so he goes to the funeral and he, you know, it's an open casket and he looks in in the casket and there's his golf club. The guy's being buried with his golf club. And so it's Larry trying to sneak it out of the funeral, That's trying to retrieve his funny. golf club and make it. Yeah, it, it's stuff like, it's very simple oh, stuff very like that. What? My five foot's in there. What? Go see for yourself. It's my five foot. I have no idea. Well, you probably want to be buried with his golf club. Yeah? Sven must have put my club in there, probably on purpose. That's a horrible thing to do. That club's irreplaceable. It's 10 years old. They don't make it anymore. I'm so sorry. Why should this guy be buried in eternity with my club? That's not fair. Anyway, this woman, Susie Essman, was on, and uh, and she's very opinionated, and I thought, well, I'm going to write down some of these questions that Colbert is asking her because I wanted to get your take on oh. them. Well, okay. I'm not nearly as smart or as pretty as her, but go ahead. Okay, so here's the deal. Uh, he said, and this is no particular order, but I always wanted to, I wanted to get your take on this, too. When people say, and you did this, too, by what? the way, at your birthday party this summer. <laughs> You said you said in your invitation to everybody, no gifts. Ah. And uh, and so the question was, do people really mean it when they say no gifts? Because we show up, my wife and I come to your party. We show up, we don't have a gift. Yeah, I noticed that. I made a little song for you, but I didn't. We didn't have a gift. And then everybody else starts showing up with gifts. Yeah. So it's... what did they? What did they get from you? 
that gave them the signal where they thought, nah, she doesn't really mean it. She wants that gifts. That is such an interesting question. And it's layered with, with so much of everybody's baggage and people pleasing and all this nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I... I didn't hear I don't I didn't want to be in the awkward position of opening presents and having to I just didn't want that. I didn't want you know what I mean? Every bit Well, especially since there's a couple of buffoons that didn't bring but anything. That's what I mean. Then, and I then then we look bad. No, you bad, didn't look bad. I are, appreciated but... that you here's my take on that. Thank you for respecting my wishes. And it's such a weird Do you really I do, mean that, I though? do. I was I don't you had left by the time somebody sort of forced me to open a gift in front of people and I'm like, I don't want to do this. And I looked at my friend Richard and he goes, Just be gracious and do it. And I said, Okay, that's exactly what I wanted to avoid. Um, just because mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. want to, yeah. it just, it's very awkward and weird for me. And the other thing was, it wasn't, I'm throwing my own party. So isn't yeah, it yeah. a little uncouth to say, oh, I'm throwing a party and would you, by the way, bring me something? <laughs> I just thought that was dumb. Well, yeah. People always say no gifts, but you never see somebody I, saying bring a gift. Yeah. And I think, I mean, a card I think would be lovely, but I just didn't want more. First of all, I don't want, I don't want more shit. I got enough shit. Yeah, and, yeah. and I, I got, I got people that give me, we've talked about yeah. this before. They give you the dumb you know, yeah. singing gift. Hey, some, I got you a dumb singing some, gift. I like that one. Though. So you, <laughs> I like that one a yeah, lot. I know. But, but no. But I mean, I, I've got boxes full of this kind yeah. of crap, like you said. Yeah. I mean, now, I will say already. this. Some, there yeah. are some people who do say no gifts. And I remember a gal... <laughs> She was, um, she, she had said to me, this was a friend I had that was a long time ago. She wasn't really my friend. She was the wife of somebody I worked with and she got pregnant and she said, I don't, I don't want a baby shower. Do not, do not throw me a baby shower. And I said, okay, I'm not going to throw you a baby shower if that's how you feel. I, I happen to take people at face value a little too much. I didn't throw her a baby shower. Yeah. She was so mad at me. She was so mad at me. And I'm like, you effing said, don't throw you. Ba- I know, but I thought maybe you would do like a surprise shower oh, or something for, for me. I'm like, oh, my God, I just don't have the energy to read people's minds. And you know me. I'm very direct to a fault and gets me in trouble too much. So to me, and, and, and it was lovely that people did. But most people brought me a bottle of wine or a plant. And that's fine, whatever. A new, a new car. But that's what they brought to the birthday party. And so it's like, okay, that's, you know, but still, I'm not opening. I left everything on the table and didn't even look yeah. at any of it. And I told Trixie, my friend Trixie, I said, you know, she goes, you know, people are going to not uh, adhere to your rule of no gifts for the party. And I go, I know. What do I do with that? She goes, I will run interference and I'll grab anything that people, I, I felt very strongly yeah. about it, Pat. And well, I, I know you did, and this, and that's the thing. When they bring a gift, they're not only bringing you a gift against your wishes, but they're also, whether they know it or not, they're trying to make everybody else at the party look bad. Because it, yeah. Or, or those of us who didn't so bring do you a gift. Think I, they're showing us up. I have up. a question for you then. Do you think it was, did I put everybody in an awkward position by stating that? Should I have just left that alone? No, then you would have gotten gifts. I know, but... Then nobody would be uncomfortable. Is my point. I don't. I. I don't know. I. I just. Uh, anyway, I meant it. And... Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it, it, everybody's different. I mean, when you see the words "no gifts," 
you still think, well, I, I don't care what she says. I, <laughs> yeah, I really which like make, her, and I'm going to give her I know, her but gift. that makes me feel like you're very selfish. Then you didn't you didn't adhere to what my wishes were. You made it about your wishes that you were going to. I don't believe. I first of all, nobody believes you anyway. <laughs> they think they they thought you did want a gift. <laughs> Well, the joke, the more the I was merrier. joking with Trixie. I go, it'd be funny if, if at the end of the party I go, okay, I'm ready for my gifts. <laughs> yeah. Now, see, that's what I you know. should have done. I'm ready. Where's my presents? Okay, here's, a, okay, here's another one. Uh, uh, when people say to you, I made a donation in your oh, name. Oh, man, that pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me so mad. Does that make you want to suck it a lemon? It makes my ass want to yeah. suck a lemon. Don't yeah. make it. My aunt did that to to me one year, and I love her dearly. Yeah. And um, I have another family member that got the same gift, and we both we got on the phone and we're like, "What is this bullshit? Where's our check? Where's yeah. our Christmas check?" Yeah, what? What do you mean you made it? <laughs> yeah, in my name? she normally. I want to see something that that proves what you. I, just I'm said. sure she did, but the point is, she donated to something I would have never donated to. So it's like, well, right. okay. Like she gave a nice big $10,000 check to the Republican Party <laughs> exactly. in the re-election effort. Exactly. In Tr- my Donald name. Trump. Fabulous. <laughs> yes. In oh, your my name, God. Lisa. So, yeah. No, that just <laughs> hacks me off. Don't make it in my name. You can ask me. Oh, I don't know. No, you can't even ask. Just give me the check. Just give me the check. And I don't get that. Why? I don't get that. Okay. How about this? Here's another one. Well, let me ask you this. This is, gets off the topic a little bit, but everybody has friends, like couples, that you really like. Let's say you really like the guy, but you can't stand oh, his wife. Uh, mm-hmm. Or you really yep. like the wife, but mm-hmm, you can't mm-hmm, stand mm-hmm, the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're a package right. deal. Mm-hmm. So if you invite yep. one person, you got to yep. invite them both. What's the question? Now, yeah, you, there's no way around well, I, it. It's not even a yeah, question. Yeah, there's I no just, way around that. I just, there is yeah. no question. And you can't, yeah, no and here's around. the other okay. unfortunate part of that, is you can't make any disparaging remark at all about the other person. You must act as though they are delightful. And I hate that sort of, in being, you know, <laughs> disingenuous about that. Or the, the, yeah, so the other thing is that they might come to you, the guy, the guy might come to you and say, hey, guess what? Uh, Susie and I broke up. We're we're getting a divorce. Yeah. Now, no, you, you can't. can't go. Yeah. Oh God, I want. I'm so happy to hear bitch. that. God, she's such a cow. Oh my God, <laughs> I couldn't stand her gut. And because you know, two weeks later, hey, I, we're getting back I together. Just, yeah, oh, you should have never married that hog, yeah. man. What a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, you can't. That's that's rule number one. When somebody breaks up, you oh, do not mention yeah. anything about. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, can't, you do can't do it. You can't do it. No, you can't do it. Okay, how about this, Lisa? What do you think about kids that show up at your house on Halloween? With no costume. But they're not wearing a costume. No costume. What about that? That. Do you give them any candy or you tell them to go? No, I do, but I make them go through a whole series of questions. Like, oh, what are you? (laughs) Oh, an ordinary human. Oh, very clever. And yeah, I I just, I'll make them feel very. I will shame, I will Halloween candy shame them before they ever get and then they just get one and then and then if there's somebody next to them in the costume i'll say here you take as much as you want sweetie yeah i'm not above shaming them and it's one one year we left a bowl of candy out on the front porch just with a little thing that says help yourself you know thinking uh, the honor system would come into play here some kid came and he took the whole damn thing (laughs) 
poured the whole well, thing in his bag and you? took off. You're like, look at this. Well, I guess. Look. I guess you said I help myself. You didn't say well, limit one per customer. Yeah, <laughs> and even if you true, did, they but, probably. <laughs> but the kid knows there's other kids coming. He's not oh. the only guy out there on yeah, Halloween they don't night. Care. They don't care. Yeah. Okay, one more one more question for you. Um, I thought this was a pretty good one too. Uh, do you, do you think there should be a limit? Like when you go to the ice cream store and they're giving you free samples, <laughs> free samples of. How, what is oh, what is a reasonable God, that's limit a tough one. for how yeah, many samples I you can Yeah, I get feel a little guilty even asking for one. I would for me, I, I'm I'm gonna assume three is the limit, but for me, I'd probably do two, and then choose between those two. Yeah, three. Yeah. What do you? I mean, if you could go, if you could go five, <laughs> five to ten, you then you'd say, I'm you know full. what? I'm not even hungry for any ice cream. See ya. <laughs> My girlfriend and I used to go to Costco on um, sampling day, and we would just eat our way through Costco because (laughs) they had all these stations set up uh, with with goodies and treats and stuff to eat. And we would... That's a that yeah. A we would leave there. Yeah. We wouldn't buy any of it. We would leave there stuffed with, and we'd buy clothes or something, you know. <laughs> but we would have all of it. Was delicious. I I have to tell you, I've never ever taken a sample <gasps> at Costco. You are missing out, Mister. You need to go. Like, I know sometimes it looks pretty good, but I just kind of don't like the idea. What? I mean, I guess it's just like going. They've to got a restaurant, those little but, plastic you know, gloves people... on, and they're in a little cup and. You're not sharing a spoon with anybody. What's your hang-up, mister? I don't know. I really don't know about that. It's just something about it kind of <laughs> gives me the creeps. You're just being silly. And I can't explain it. I'm still here, I and I did it a lot. Hey, uh, before we wrap things up here, um, I wanted to get your take on uh, on the Facebook, oh, uh, yeah. Instagram stories that are going around right now. I'm, uh, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> my nose oh, isn't running good. anymore. That's good news. Uh uh, and if it was yeah, running, yeah, I should yeah, hurry yeah. and catch it. I just, I don't know. I don't, I'm not really uh, on Facebook very yeah. much. And I know that sounds like the people who say, now I don't normally forward <laughs> things like this, but which of course is a big lie whenever you read that. Of course you do. You right. forward stuff all the time. But I, but I really am not on Facebook very much. I don't really understand it. I don't know. I don't know what my password is and I'm too lazy to try and make a new one. So, uh, but this uh, this business of this kind of out of control mm-hmm. company uh, that is willingly dispensing or allowing misinformation and disinformation to be the coin of the realm all, uh, all the time, it's just, I think it's more damaging than mm-hmm. people are aware, with, in my opinion. And so I just, uh, my, my thing is, well, I'm just, I'm going to just avoid it because it just aggravates me when I read this. Uh, and and you know there is some question about what Instagram is doing to the mm. body images and, and otherwise of mm. teenage girls. There's some evidence that that is having an impact. I don't know if it's utterly provable, but it's just not a good thing. And I don't know how you police social media. I don't think you can. I mean, I would f- protect to my dying day of the freedom of speech that we have in this country. Absolutely. But man, I, yep. I just, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what you, what you do about that. And there's just no putting that genie back in the bottle. There's just no way. Yeah, it is. It was um, stunning. I think everybody knew 
to some extent what was happening. But uh, when the whistleblower, yeah. <clears throat> Frances Hagen, yeah. came came on, and she's a for those that don't know, she's a, a data scientisty person yeah, she, <laughs> that works with algorithms and all that stuff. That was her whole job there. At I always Facebook. thought algorithm was was the way that Al Gore danced. I didn't know what okay. it meant. That's but she, hilarious. Uh, she leaked these internal documents to the Wall Street Journal, and then she testified, right. as people may know, in right. front of Congress. Yeah, and I, I, I'm, I'm not. I don't take part in Facebook much either. Uh, I'll occasionally post something personal. Very rarely am I on it. It just feels um, icky to me. I don't know why. I don't have any concrete. It just feels icky to me, and it's been a, over the past. Um, it was actually, I can remember the day I stopped using it regularly, and that was the Valentine's <clears throat> Day Massacre um, at... Back uh, in the 1930s? Uh, the, no, at the school. Sure. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, oh, gosh, I forget. Anyway, February 14th, um, so years and years ago. What? When was that? Anyway, I just was getting really sick of the gun dispute, uh, dis- disagreements on there, and I, I just found it to be a place where... I, I wasn't engaging the way I wanted to engage with people, and it was depressing me. It was depressing me to see, to doom scroll, you know, that whole uh, doom scrolling. Yeah. One, one horrible story and opinion after another. And to get in fights with people that you don't even normally have a relationship on a daily basis, it took, it took its toll. And I, I remember getting into a really heated exchange with somebody you and I both worked with uh, a long time ago. A uh, guy in the sales department <clears throat> back at uh, Como, and I just thought, um, yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I stay on Facebook because we post this podcast on there, and that's about usually where I I go in mm-hmm. and throw this on there, yeah. and I back right out. But <clears throat> other than that, I very rarely am in, in engaging in it. A now, friend of mine, the, uh, the idea. Yeah, I was going to just mention a friend of mine uh, does some Facebook stuff, and he. Also uh, worked at a TV station in the news department, uh, and he did a kind of an amazing story. I thought it took a lot of courage. He talked about being suicidal many years ago, and they mm, they went wow. and recreated where he was standing over a cliff, and he said, "And I just I just thought about going." It was just mm. to address this for people that uh, maybe need somebody to talk to and some counsel. And I thought it was a very courageous piece. He started mm-hmm. getting hated on by people on Facebook. Uh, and mm-hmm. so now he's withdrawn from Facebook yeah. altogether <laughs> because these nameless, very toxic, vicious individuals can sit yeah. there and take pot shots at somebody right. for all the wrong reasons, too. So to- Social media is a pretty big cesspool, if you ask me, in general. Yeah. And and I, I, you know, I do, I'm a little addicted to Twitter, unfortunately, only because I want to see what's happening up to up to the moment, but there's so much political discourse happening there that it it often leaves me feeling in a bad state, and I've got to go sort of cleanse my palate with some you know YouTube videos of of, of old Saturday Night Live clips or something to get that feeling out of me. Yeah. So I, I can understand you know these young girls impressionable teen, teen being a teenager is difficult enough. 
Um, Man, we I feel like we had it pretty easy compared to what... But, but keep in mind that we dealt with all that stuff, too, as, as teenage girls through fashion magazines. Fashion magazines um, historically showed unrealistic body images. So we had, we've always been bombarded with body image issues, whether it was magazines or television or even the seemingly innocuous Barbie doll. I mean, that the, that's nothing new. It's, it's nothing new um, in terms of, of body image and how girls are affected by that. But yeah, Fair I, enough. I don't know. All right. So here's my conundrum as we <clears throat> wrap this up. I've got... I know what you're going to say. I've got two... What am I going to say? Two jokes. You're going to say, I have two jokes. Yeah, I do. And yeah. I don't know which one to choose They're from. both pretty solid. Well, it's not like this is the last episode, so we'll just pick one and well, we'll do could, the other it one It could next be week. the na- last episode. You never know. Don't I'm not feeling that, that good. Yeah, Let's... Um, I, I wanna... I'm serious, Pat. If I have to post this podcast... You bed. And you've croaked? I'm going to do both of these jokes. You're not even paying any attention to me. You don't care anything about me. All I care about is these jokes. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to do them both? Yeah, they're good. I, <clears throat> I can't choose. And they're different... I think you'll like them both. Let me. I'm pretty confident. Well, okay. <clears throat> okay. Let's just get this. Let's do this. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. All right. Joke number one. One night, little Johnny finished his prayers by saying, "God bless Grandma." Very next day, his grandmother kicked the bucket. Johnny told his family about his prayer, but no one seemed to give it too much thought. A week later. He said his prayers and ended with, God bless Grandpa. Oh, no. The next day, <laughs> Grandpa died. Oh, no. The family was running a little scared by now, and when Johnny finished his prayers one night with, God bless Daddy, his mother thought, oh, maybe I should warn my husband about this. So all that night, Johnny's dad couldn't sleep for worrying. And the next day, he came home from work early, and he said, I had a terrible day worrying about this. Mm. He confided it to his wife. And his wife said, you think you've had a bad day? The mailman came to the door and dropped dead. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Joke number one. This is just awful. It's not even funny. No. This is awful. No, it was just a pity laugh. This one you'll (laughs) laugh at, though. Okay. I think. All right. I loved I, I love these kind of stories. Uh, among other attractions, many other attractions actually, there was a traveling circus that was coming through town, and it featured a faith healer named Wanda the Wondrous. And Wanda claimed the ability to heal any malady, slight or serious, real or imagined. And she usually drew a really big crowd, and then she'd select a few people. Uh, from whom she was going to then practice her healing skills for. Well, one day, uh, one of the unfortunate people was Cicely Sussman. Let me tell you her name again. Cicely Sussman. Okay, is and this Cicely was Cicely was on crutches <clears throat> due to a malformation of her, some kind of condition. Mm-hmm. And the other one brought to the stage was Irving Bland who had suffered from a terrible lisp all his life. Okay. And oh, Wanda God. said, okay. Wanda said, Cicely and Irving, do you wish to be healed? And Irving said, yes, ma'am. Oh, my God. And Cicely nodded vigorously. 
So Wanda said, then go behind that purple velvet curtain you see there, and I will proceed to chant and to pray. I will grind powders together. Uh, she swayed in front of the audience, wow. doing all kinds of incantations. And finally, and remember, these two now are behind this purple curtain. Okay. And finally, Wanda the Wonderful, wonderful uh, the Wondrous, <laughs> said, Sicily, throw out your left crutch. And a crutch came sailing over the curtain. Wow. Sicily, throw out your right crutch. A second crutch clattered on the floor at the healer's feet. Then Wanda said solemnly, Now, Irving, say something to the people in the audience. And Irving's voice came from behind the curtain as he said, Fithily Thuthman just fell on her ass. <laughs> That's very good. Fithily Thuthman fell on her ass. I, I like that he not only had a lisp, he had a really dumb voice, too. Thanks, Lisa Foster. I don't want much. to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Oh, no. 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 Oh, no